0: Hello and welcome to another Marketing Meetup podcast. Uh, My name's James and I'm really glad you're here today. Uh, Today we've got a bonus edition which was recorded at one of our London in-person events. It is the story of how Hannah Williams from Scribble Inc. became a full-time illustrator live-scribing events. Um, To give you some context for the podcast, as you don't have any visuals... Uh, Hannah attends events and then draws what she sees and hears live into the most beautiful visual sort of summaries for companies to keep, use and share. Um, If you want to see some of those visuals, you can watch the episode back on our YouTube channel. Uh, But I think even without her drawings, you're going to come away feeling inspired about how Hannah has created a, a niche business and worked with some huge brands. Um, One quick shout out before we start to Honcho and to Content Square where the event was held. Um, They helped make this event happen and provided all the pizza and uh, and all the goodness there. So massive thank you to those folk. And uh, if you'd like to come to one of these events in person or join the hundreds of people uh, who log on each week to one of our webinars, then head over to themarketingmeetup.com and you can find out all the things we do there. Uh, and so now I'm going to hand over to the wonderful Hannah Williams. <laughs> <Woo>.
1: <laughs> thanks, Hugo. Oh my gosh, thank you, everyone. That's so lovely. For like a little illustrator to get that. Oh, thanks. So, yeah, hi, I'm Hannah. I'm the founder of Scribble Inc., and we make information more visually interesting. Each week, I get to work with the most inspiring marketers and help them create engaging and interesting visuals for internal comms. So I'd love to share my story with you. And really, because it is a little bit of a niche one, I get to work with marketing teams, but I'm also from a slightly different perspective. So you may recognize these. Oh, I'm getting knots. Thanks, everyone. i think i might have the biggest fan account on linkedin for tmm biggest art fan account because over the last three or four years i think i've been illustrating the digital talks that have been happening on there this is purely for me from a learning perspective i love absorbing information and being inspired by so many people and tmm just has that consistently but what we found was the more i shared on linkedin the more art i created I connected with more people, and they started to f- see the value in the visuals that I was sharing and I've, it really reflects the, the journey i 've been on with my business i 'm actually going to start with a question in here i 'm really intrigued to see because you are marketers you 're creative by nature. Hand up who would classify themselves as a visual learner? If you use mind maps, if you draw, if you use color yeah i 'm not surprised. <laughs> All right, second question then this is bit of a, a more, shout, your, shout the number that you think. In the population of people, what percentage do you think are visual learners? 60. Yeah. The more accurate, you will get a scribbling notebook. Just saying. Oh. There's a freebie in it. Is it higher? or I can't say that. Oh. <laughs> oh. <It's> just, shit. <laughs> So I heard sixty and seventy. 65. Who said sixty-five? No way, oh, Lydia, It's you! My God. It's sixty. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> that was the best All right, sixty-five. And then if you, someone said sixty-seven. James, you'll get a notebook as well. And then there's a third one, if anyone. First one to me. All right, you get that. Yeah, you did say sixty. You were first. Three winners. Come and get your prizes after. So you're right, 65% It's the largest segment of learning style in our population, and we still try and get people involved using words alone. Pages and pages of notes. Doesn't work. So through this talk, got 20 minutes roughly, um, I really want to talk to you about my journey of starting a really niche business. I want to share with you some of those things of what I actually do. How do I work with clients? What is live scribing, which I'll get on to, Um, who uses it and where you can see it. This is where it starts, though. (laughs) Yep. In the 90s, I was rocking a bowl cut and a well held pencil. I don't know if you can see this here. My mum loves to tell this story that at nine months old, I could properly hold a pen and any spare paper or books around the house were fair game. She actually still has books today that she's kept because I've annotated them with bowling ball people. (laughs) Um, But this is really where it started. Where that led into was my school. And I went to quite a competitive grammar school and to feel like I could keep up with everyone else, I had to draw my notes. And I found that when I drew in class and connected (coughs) ideas together, I actually remembered the information. And one of my favourite examples is that we understand information 60,000 times faster as a visual than as words alone. So that has stuck with me since I was at school. Was there anything else to say on that? No, just, yeah, ironically, memory recall. <laughs> 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 where that led me was into studying illustration at Manchester School of Art. Best three years, I loved it, but it was so overwhelming. I'm a country girl, I don't know if you can tell by the accent, from Shropshire, anyone know? actually know where Shropshire is? Oh, <gasps> Woo! That is the inspiring sound of Shropshire in here. Um, <laughs> So I was overwhelmed, there was so much information to learn and processes, illustration, is so many different systems involved and people and characters. And it was the same, again, to feel like I could keep up in that fast-paced world. I illustrated every lecture, every seminar, and I found that when I drew it and I went into the, the printing room, for example, to use a new system, I could see it in my head and I could remember it. What that meant, though, three years later, was I was graduating with arguably the least vocational course,
0: <laughs> illustration,
1: you know, that well-known employable course. I was, I, was tw- I was 2018. I was 22 years old. I didn't know what I wanted to do. What I did know was it wasn't, gradu- it wasn't graphic design. I wasn't a graphic designer. I didn't want to be a children's book illustrator. But there was this almost Hannah-shaped hole in industry, and I really couldn't understand where I fit in. It was really uncomfortable feeling, you know, going out into the real world and thinking, I don't know what's next now. So it took a lot of time to sort of reflect, look inwards, think about what my skills and my experience <clears throat> meant. And there's only really one answer, and that was to start a business. So, four months after graduating, at 22 years old, I incorporated scribble Inc. And the premise was to help connect people and ideas through live scribing. And this is what it looks like. So it's <laughs> it really is a niche, <laughs> we'll, we'll go that far. But like I said, the premise and the purpose has been the same since day one, almost five years on. It's really about connecting people and ideas, capturing information in real time. And it's seen in conferences and meetings and workshops. But the process that I think people find really interesting is it's all done live. So as someone talks, as there's a speaker in the room, I listen to that actively. I then synthesize the information and map it onto what the purpose of the day is. That's the lens I'm looking through. And whilst all that's happening, I'm drawing. But how I think this relates to marketers is that you in so many different rooms are listening actively. You're synthesizing that information through the lens of who your client is, what project you're working on. And you do, you come out with um, outcomes, which might not be a drawing, but it's an output that inspires people. So that's why I really wanted to capture in this this talk. Some of the reasons why I think it works is because it's a different perspective. No shame, James, it's not a video. It's different. It's not a photo. And it's also not 20 pages of notes. Mm -hmm. Who wants to leave an event and have 20 pages (laughs) of notes to think through and just ultimately leave on a shelf? It's big picture thinking. Live scribing gets all of that information onto a page and makes people feel involved. They understand what's going on. It's also a roadmap, So a live scribe illustration can show you where you've been and where you're going and take people on the journey with you. It captures an experience. So it's those gems and nuggets of information that you see at an event and you think, oh, I'm going to remember that for my team because this has been really inspiring. And then you walk out the door and poof. <laughs> you know that feeling? You know that? scribe captures that for you. And finally, fifth point, it articulates human big emotions in a simple way. It's getting those really complex and technical messages in its simplest form that people love to engage with. So start of scribble. As I said, 22 years old, no idea what I was doing and straight into the sexiest industries known to man, cyber, healthcare and government. <laughs> it, was, it was a bit of a corporate shit show at the start, but I loved it because this is where information was super complex and so technical, wrapped up in so much red tape that there was no creativity left in their worlds. I was invited in as this slightly eccentric young 22 year old that had this beautiful idea of what creativity was. and I think I shone a bit of fun in their world. I turned what was dry and dull and made it exciting and engaging. And I think that's really the first year of why it worked so well and that niche grew and grew and grew. So who wants to see what I get up to now? The the companies I work with. So this year I was working with Santander and I've purposely started here with the biggest live scribe I've done to date. I covered a six and a half meter wall in a day. (laughs) So yeah, it was just fire, pure fire emojis up this arm. (laughs) What I loved, and I'll bring this back to marketing as well. The team were genius on this. They, it was a, a customer day, taking them round this amazing event slalom and ending at the scribble wall. And what they were really getting and looking for, the purpose was feedback. Now, we all know feedback postcards, right? They just, they just end up in the recycling bin, if we're lucky, the bin, otherwise. They're just lost. Whereas Santander purposefully showed their client round the space and had to interact with that final piece, which meant they gained the most feedback from their session. And I to people, draw what they were saying, and by the end, they had their own mural that captured all of that feedback, loved that day. The second one, I couldn't do a TMM talk without talking about Actian. TMM is actually the reason I got to work with this company. They con- Joe connected me and Sarah, who you can see here, loveliest human on the planet. And I've put this in here because what Actian do is an annual event where they invite speakers in to talk about their marketing and their advertising, their experience is all about the human, hence the name Speak to the Human. It's not not jargon and it's not these abstract ideas. It's real people and what they've learned and sharing their knowledge. So it's an absolute privilege I get to map this over a day. And if you can see, actually, each line is each speaker. Sarah had the genius idea of snipping these sections, printing them and sending them to the speaker as a thank you. And the feedback we got made me cry. <laughs> people were saying things like, this is the most thoughtful gift I've ever received. It's my speech reflected back to me in a unique way. So I had to put that in there. This was another event I loved from this, actually two months ago, working with Forbes. And I put this in because it was a very different type of event, it wasn't a conference. It was actually a roundtable dis- discussion, and they're some of the most challenging spaces to work in because it's not a linear, it's not speaker after speaker, it's like four conversations happening at once. And as marketers, I think you might understand that idea that there's a lot of different voices all coming at you and you have to try and synthesize it into something that makes sense. So I really wanted to get that in there. Also loved that day, was just tired at the end of it. <laughs> Another brand I love working with, another company, is DPD. Really, like, really ahead of the game. Sad that you lose your parcel, but they're really (laughs) nice people. (laughs) Don't shout at them, because they're really nice. Um, And the the reason I've put these guys in is because I've actually worked with them for five years running now. Every year, their annual CEO review day, I map it. And I've put this in because a lot of what we do is actually... As marketers, is data. How can we map progression and growth and change? Well, DPD used their live scribe. So they'll go back through the archives now and see what was the main theme of that year, how that's changed, and where they can adapt to go next year. I think that's a really genius way of using a visual, not just as something beautiful, but as something useful. Oh, And they use it as their screensavers. How cool is that? I I started talking to the director and he unlocked his phone. I was like, where did you get that from? So, yeah, I like to put that in. Oh, and then, so, I just just ruined the surprise. Um, So, (laughs) I don't know if you can tell that I said before that a corporate is where I started, and it's still 90% of where I work now. 90% of my clients are large organisations, helping them with their internal comms. But I actually moved to London about a year ago from Shropshire, getting over the overwhelm, we're processing it, but one of the reasons I moved is so that I was in the spaces where creativity was alive. It's not just the corporate and the run of the mill, It's the inspiration that's here. It's the brands. It's the people doing different things. And I thought, what better place for my niche business? And so this month, when a brand got in contact with me, I definitely needed a trigger warning on the email, because when it came into my inbox, I I just couldn't believe it. But this month, I worked with Gucci. And I didn't get any free shit, guys, though. It's not that exciting. but I did get to work with their marketing team who were amazing. And they were opening their brand new store on Bond Street and their challenge was that they needed to get together everyone, the the front of house, the back of house, the marketing team, anyone that made a difference for that space to be so Gucci that they got me in to illustrate their workshop day. So what that looked like was capturing their values and their behaviors and their vision and making sure it was so clear on a page that they totally believed what they were part of. And it was an absolute privilege. And one of the things, oh, is that a little, no, okay, no, I was just preempting that. Um, so, what, the other thing that I find really interesting in this example is that 80% of readers, if they recognize the color scheme, will gravitate towards the content. So, what we were really keen on, and what I do with all my clients, but specifically Gucci, because it's so iconic was used that yellow the red and the green and the gold so that when their people saw this artwork they instantly saw it as coherent with what they believe and what they see so that 80% was huge and a little bit more inspiring than a screensaver, they put it on a cookie <laughs> so cool you're gonna eat my illustration <laughs> One of the biggest (laughs) challenges to date has actually been COVID. And I'm sure you all know, as events went digital, my business sort of could have ceased to exist. And it was only two years old. And I wasn't gonna let that happen. And the main reason I didn't is because I actually listened. I went back to what those three core parts of my business are, listen, synthesize, and draw. And I went back to my clients and I listened to what their challenges were. And what they were facing was, remote teams, people being distanced, and they were finding that they weren't connecting in the same way. They couldn't get them engaged or interested in what was going on with new projects because they weren't having those moments of connection. So what we'd do is create a digital event. I'd live scribe on my big Microsoft computer and share my screen. So the experience was the same. I was still live drawing, and they could see it coming to life, but it was all digital and this is one of actually the biggest digitals i've done which was three days with the nhs and each day so there's around i think there's about 12 speakers on each page and they find that with the nhs of course there's so many different teams that this illustration crosses those boundaries of jargon and information and experience and people get it so when they see it they go I was there when that was being drawn. I get it. I really understand this. And interestingly, 45% of my clients that moved to digital have remained digital. So that service really works for them. One of the other brands that TMM did as well, they connected me with the marketing director of Unilever. And they had this huge catalog. They still do massive, massive catalog of videos on their intranet. So they get in really impressive speakers, inspiring people to talk about their sphere of knowledge, but they were finding no one was interested. They weren't clicking into the intranet. And it was this, almost this amazing set of knowledge that no one knew was there. So I worked with the team and each month we listened to those two or three hours worth of content and summarized it onto a visual. And that now sits as the thumbnail to each video. So someone can drop in have a look through, scan for the highline information, and then go think, Oh, that's really intriguing. I'm going to go and have a look at that video. And now they've seen the percentage increase of users. So another great, great experience. And really, that was everything I wanted to show you. I wanted to sort of empathize with you that I feel that balance of two worlds, the creative and the corporate. and. If you recognise this Venn diagram, it sort of feels like uh, sometimes they're pulling away, but actually it's within your power to hold both at the same time. We're often straddling those two worlds and trying to translate between both and adapt to both, and it's so tiring. But remember that creativity is not only drawing and art, but it's ideas and collaboration. So maybe when you go into your next strategy meeting or briefing, (coughs) question whether you're balancing your creative power over the corporate experience. Mm. And I really hope that you've enjoyed my story.